right. <clears throat> Do you want me to say that this is the last episode? We could just say it at the end. Okay. All right. Just do the regular intro. Hey, all. I'm Thomas. And I'm Taylor. And welcome to Third Rail, where we discuss everything from design technology and languages to woodworking, travel, books, and culture. We are clearly in over our heads, so we limit ourselves to three topics per week that interest us. We pull the first two topics from a bank of our shared interests. The third topic is almost always from left field and can be just about anything. This week, we're going to be talking about our final thoughts. On Third Rail. On Third Rail. Stay tuned for the Third Rail. I just wanted a a silence for a second. Reflection. Thank you all. Glad to be here. My name's Taylor. Eight months, <laughs> six tokens later. It's been a hard journey. Couldn't have done it without you. Yeah. We were in Kansas City two two days ago. Yeah, I'm recording this a little early, but probably a few, <laughs> a little little bit early. But uh, Kansas City, what do you think? Hmm. Good. Well. Uh, Streetcars in now. Streetcars first official operating day. That that night we were down there. We had an exhibit. And it'll be free. It'll be free forever. Forever or until No, forever. Well until How they, will expand. they expand. Yeah. Well once they start expanding lines, I, I would assume they have They should do that as soon as possible because the more people use it then. Right. It was hundred and two million dollars for a two point two mile stretch. That's 2.2 miles. 2.2 miles from River Market to Union Station. That's crazy. It's a north-south loop. Or um, line. So it goes up to Power and Light, past Power and Light? Yeah, it goes up past Power and Light to the River Market, which is the edge of... I've never been to the River Market. That's really nice. Smaller scale. all the way down to Union Station. Yeah. I mean, that that potentially could just keep going down. I mean, Maine would be a pretty... Could just go all the way down to... um, I'm not very familiar, but like where Nelson Atkins Museum. Right, is. exactly. I don't know. Past Midtown. Um, yeah. That's the goal, and I hope they also put a couple east-west ones. In. That would be smart, too. Um, they, uh, they they were debating on 31st, putting it on 31st, or Linwood, or mm-hmm. where exactly to put it. But that, those they had initially they were going to put four lines in, I think, and they scrapped them. Wow. Left one. When I stayed in Amsterdam, damn, 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 on, uh, I was on the, not the old town, but I was right outside the first ring. I think maybe by the, the some, the small park, anyway, uh, by the opera, which is a newer building. The, the trolley car would go by, the street car. Man, tight, um, clearances there. Sure. But kind of interesting, and then they run. They ran modern. I mean, it's cool that they. I mean, they did the whole real, th- real deal. So, does San Francisco have modern 
I mean, I've never been to San Francisco. Yeah, I think they do. I've never been either. But I mean, any any major city has the uh, kind of streetcar mm-hmm. level. New York doesn't, but um, you know, I, I think it's just one of the scale issues of transportation. You need different scales. Airport right. largest trains between that, and then you have right. Bus, inner city uh, trains, yeah. and then you have in your and then you have subways, and then you have streetcars, and then you have buses. It just needs to scale down, and um, cities that don't have the public transportation, like we're talking about, are ultimately not going to be as successful in the future. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, I mean, you look at Dallas. Dallas is booming and doesn't really have much, but yeah. I don't think Dallas that's going to keep its up. Own animal, though. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. Yeah, it was good to be down, good to be down there on the inaugural day. We rode the streetcar. It was fun. Yeah. It felt like we were in Europe for a yeah. second. I mean, we both. I'm mean, sure we were. You know, we've ridden on stream cars before, so it was a little of like, "This is cool," but like, this is not life changing. Well, people are like, "What is <laughs> I know. this?" You like get off at the next stop, and they're like, "Like, was it good?" <laughs> it's like, like, yeah. I rode street cars every day for a year. Yeah, and it's just and and the U-Bahn in uh, Vienna is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Works like a charm. But, yeah, you need it's a starter line, and it's I guess it's kind of like a gateway drug. It's an advertisement. Yeah, hopefully it propels to more development, but it's got to keep going. They got to invest now. Yeah, I mean, the more you expand, the more riders you get, all that. So I mean, you really got to hit the the people that live there because I don't know. I mean, they'll be the. You want to close the lid there? Sorry. Computers taking off. Um, I don't know. I feel like you get the eventual group that keeps running from power and light down to the union station. It's, you know, you at a certain point. I don't know. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of numbers behind it. So I'm just joshing. Right now, one of the bigger problems, I guess, is. Yeah. What's the problem? I think one of the bigger problems is that, uh oh, is uh, is that it doesn't really connect residences because people still mostly live in the suburbs. So you got to drive down to the streetcar and then get on it. Right. So once you get start getting the east west lines, that's when and more residential starts booming. There's a ton. Maine is the big uh, north south art arterial road mm-hmm. and then right to the east of it's Walnut and Walnut's much more residential in nature. Mm-hmm. So that's really, really feasible. You walk a block, and then maybe two or th- in either north or south, get on a streetcar. Works yeah. great. City's a little too hilly for me. Yeah. Um, it's got topographical challenges. Yeah. Uh, outside of just even like the transferring across the city, like also lots of other different issues with that, but. Yeah, that's almost like rail. <laughs> well, I mean, Kansas City, it's been our it's been near our home for 5 years. Yeah. As we've been in this transitional period of our lives. So. Yeah. And if you've learned nothing else, Overland Park is not Kansas City. <laughs> no, people get upset about it. Even though it's literally connected through city. But a different argument for a different time. 
they finally got a World Series. So, so uh, you know, matter. we're uh, kind of wrapping up Third Rail, at least oh. this first season, you know. Season one. Season one, 16 episodes. Great guests, great content. Reboot after some point. Not sure where lives are uh, taking us. Well, we know where your life has taken you. That's if true. you would like to. Yeah. Um, I'll be... Uh, be Germany for a little while. Right. I studied abroad in Germany for a year, as I've mentioned on other episodes, and language learning is a big part of my life. And uh, I just accepted a job up in New York, New York City, and I'll be working up there as a junior architect. And um, I'll be moving to Germany for half a year, work on a project. Nice. Hence, uh, and with timing with graduation and stuff, it's kind of a, a logical end to third rail for the time being. Yeah. I mean, it's... What a great personal challenge for both of us. Absolutely. You know, come out with some every week. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's um, it's really tough to do that with anything that's... You don't have a boss or... Just they have the initiative to want to do it, you know? Yeah, and regardless of, like, what we're actually doing, you know? Um, God, just sitting down and... Or repeating the action is is it's tough to do that i mean and i've had people that creative people that it's it's a battle it is for me you know 2016 trying to make it different every year trying to make it different and just going out and, and achieving goals that you set and that you you are accountable for um and so yeah I think that it, we probably couldn't have done it on our own either way. <laughs> Just knowing the backstory behind the scenes, third rail. Yeah, probably not. Um, but every week, you know. I, I think we've gotten a lot better. Listen to the first three or four episodes. We had some volume issues. And <laughs> yeah, well, our uh, technical engineer, our consultancy uh, helped us out after the first few. And... I think I've learned a lot about mics. Yeah. Recording. But, uh, yeah. And, and if you're starting a podcast quickly, would you like to give a few? Sure. <laughs> Buy three of the same mics. <laughs> well, I think number, number one is your recording environment, whether you have access True. to uh, a, a real studio that's soundproofed. If that's the case, you really, uh, the options are open as far as uh, what type of mics and stuff like that. But let's uh, get some. Yeah, and so I guess a great, great timing on that part. If you don't have a, a recording studio that's soundproofed, you ha- you should choose your mics a little more carefully. So what we're rocking with is we have a, we have a mixer, one of my dad's old mixers. We're recording into a Zoom H5, which is a digital recorder. And then we have three separate mics. Mike needed the three for the guest option. Right. Yeah. So the one that I'm speaking into right now is a Rode NTG3, and that's a fantastic shotgun microphone. It's it's really more of a boom microphone for on-site recording. This is ridiculous. It's really firing up. Let me let me put that outside for a second. <laughs> Man, it weighs a ton. Yeah. Uzi weighs a ton. <laughs> Thank you.
We are live. And uh, I got I got this microphone because I wanted to do videography and being able. I think it's yours. I think it's got to be yours. It is mine. Do you need it? Um. We gonna put mine out there too. <laughs> if you can do it on your phone, uh, yeah. Yeah, we could do that. Okay. Let me just take a quick. Uh, so as you can see, we haven't worked out all the kinks, but let me keep rolling on this real quick. So you have this great mic that's above me right now for videography, and then Taylor speaking into a dynamic microphone. Yes. Dynamic microphones are great because if you're in a really noisy environment and you have nothing but dynamic microphones, then you can you can really just have noise going on. Nothing needs to be soundproofed, and it won't pick up on the ambient noises. But because of what I wanted to do with sound and recording and, and all the other different videography um, things I wanted to do, it didn't make sense to get dynamic microphones. And so we are, we have what we have, and um, I think we've made a great, great use of it. The third microphone's just a condenser mic. So yeah, number one thing, if you want to start your own podcast, is the recording environment. Once we get a little a little more into it, maybe the second trial, we might get an actual studio or three of the same microphones, three of the same dynamic microphones. Then you got to get a mixer or something to power it because yeah. if you're recording into a Zoom, the preamps on a Zoom aren't going to be powerful enough to get those dynamic mics high enough without a lot of noise. So Maybe even quick. before that, just like content, you know, but that's just kind of like a given. Content's a really important thing. I, I think one thing that we've noticed as a reflection is that our content, we're so broad, yeah. which is simultaneously good and bad. Yeah, I think that that's a that's just a game in itself that I guess you, you, I don't know, we, we led by indecision, and that's kind of even cool that it plays into third rail and what third right. rail means, but at the same time, it can become this quite a big stone on your back kind of like boulder that you sometimes it gets it gets out of hand sure um what were some of the big one things you wanted to talk about i saw your list oh. i'm gonna read I it came off with to the, i came with the list <laughs> i don't come as prepared as taylor does towards the end though yeah I just said life, life happens. Life is real and happens. No, that's the rest real three. I'm just what saying. The... I'm just saying that's very pertinent to what you're talking about. Oh, okay. I'm saying foreshadowing. Foreshadowing a little bit. Uh, what I wrote was starting a conversation. So, what we've heard from the audience, two people that <laughs> we had good listenership earlier on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the listenership's still there. It's just like the you know, like getting people to listen. Right. You know, I don't think there's a outward like hate for, <laughs> for third rail or Probably like not. a disinterest. But um, starting conversation is just like from what I've heard from listeners is that it's great that that it's a comfortable setting, and I think it's become even more comfortable. You kind of talked about that. We don't have to cut out content anymore. Yeah. We just kind of let it it's, go. It's just like we've kind of know the action of what we do and the process and um 
and then the conversation extends to the, the listener. So a lot of the ideas that we introduce and speak about are, are just opening the door. And like, we, we always try to <laughs> try to let the listeners know that we are not <laughs> professionals on topics that we speak about. We are not, we're not trying to say that we are the ultimate and, and it gets the listeners thinking about what, what they, um, what they might be interested in, what they take from what we're the content that we're spewing. Sure. Um, and that's what led in to get the listeners thinking and, what was great with some of the listeners that I would speak to is they would they would express their opinion on some of the things that we've talked about. And so and I think that we probably could have done a little better job with social media and I think that's what social media they a lot of people who provide content in podcast form or radio form is they seek that um, the listening experience audience audience, and what their thoughts are and i think that maybe our just our listeners didn't feel that i don't know i feel like we could have reached a little more i mean our our social media presence is just like this is our episode this week (laughs) see you next week so yeah i mean and something you've talked about a lot at the same time it's i think it's okay i don't it's not our full-time job yeah it's uh I think it's we. The impetus for the entire thing was just um, whether or not doing. yeah, doing and just getting something out there. So putting our conversations on record. So I think it's great that anybody's listening. But yeah. And my next thing is third rail burnout. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. It's like getting up and running every morning. You just don't want to do it <laughs> on the coldest day of the year. <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, we're both extremely busy with school. Yeah. Shit gets in the way, and and it's, I mean, it's clearly a separate, I mean, this is an in, outside interest, and that's what yeah. the show's about, and that stuff gets in the way, but for me, most of that stuff is extremely important not only to what you're doing but seeking inspiration and um, just having a knowledge of the world that we live in and and the internet definitely does not help in that way (laughs) it's way easier to get information all the time but I don't know I, I probably went through some burnout I'm glad we still put out an episode. We had that slight shift from Tuesday to Thursday, mm-hmm. I think. I watched this guy called, uh, his name is Casey Neistat, and he does a daily vlog, video blog, and he puts one out every day. He's pulling out every day for like a year and 40 days now, like at least eight minutes long. Mm. I couldn't even imagine shooting all that. It's pretty good content, and then editing it all at the level that he edits, and then yeah. putting it out every day. Crazy. I bet he makes money off it, though. Yeah, some people that I mean, but he he runs a tech business too, mm. so he's really running around. Um, 
and he he's only from what I could tell he only missed one day and he never said it because he was like got to go to Cuba in the time difference of, of some strange shifting thing I, I was pretty sure that he missed a day but like you know you give it to him because it's like he did it 400 other days of the year so yeah but it's it's I've never done I don't know if I've ever done anything like this personal wise well, that, that whole like challenge thing of uh, taking a picture of yourself every day like that's the first level yeah like, the compilations those are, those are yeah. kind of weird but then there's also there's a, there's a book called The Know-It-All Fantastic Book it's written by an NPR contributor and he did he's done, he does challenges yearly challenges one of them was trying to follow the Ten Commandments like biblical biblically down to the T hmm. trying to do it for ten for a year hmm and he didn't make it, as far mm. as I'm aware. Wrote a book about it. And then he also did one called The Know-It-All, which I'm referring to, where he tried to read the entire Encyclopedia Britannica in a year. And so every entry is in alphabetical order. He went A through Z. And every entry is another is one of the entries from the encyclopedia. And it, it kind of Is it the world book? Like the vol twelve volume? Well it's yeah, it's a, it's a volume for every letter more or less sometimes they oh, compile them geez. it's huge huge and so he was he spent an entire year just reading it and every i wonder how much information just went in one year and out the other but right like the whatever. 30 percent or the third rule or whatever yeah it's like you only retain that much yeah no but it was, it was cool because he had an entry for b like babylon or something and he would talk about the entry be like oh i didn't know that this was that yeah. Babylon had this many rulers. By the way, my wife and I are doing this, and I'm and I'm getting tired, and I'm burning out, kind of deal. So it was yeah. kind of challenging yourself and seeing yeah. how. I don't know. Following through with your actions is following through with like your promises is a pretty big thing too. Yeah, this reminds me of the eighty twenty rule too. Yeah, like the you know eighty percent of what we do is twenty percent of the outcome, and twenty percent of what you do is eighty percent of the you know like. We spent, I spent hours just like, you know, like everyone else scouring information and accumulating and, and then like we, we've done this show every week and we do three topics in roughly 30, 35 minutes, which is a lot of content. Um, and we still only got through however many, what is that? <laughs> like, like less than 50 topics. Yeah. Well, yeah, and which is crazy. I mean, I, I read like fifty topics a day. Yeah. So I feel like we didn't talk about animals enough. Should we go into that a little bit? <laughs> what type of animals? Dogs. Like endangered or bees or um, thinking like safari animals. Should we go into that real quick? Do like a things we wish or sure missed out on. Yeah. Missed opportunities. Animals would be one, probably. Do we succeed in our intro, filling in our intro categories? Woodworking, travel, books, and culture. We got those. Wait, did we do books? Yeah, we did books. Um, what's the other part of our intro? Uh, Everything from design, technology, languages. Yeah, we got, we got that. Yeah, we, got we missed out on theme songs. Theme Music. songs we didn't do. We kind of had an idea that at 
roughly. Well, we were a little past half, but like that we were, we we're gonna have to eventually do a possible name change and um, rebranding. But so that's when the theme song kind of dropped out. We didn't talk about music a lot. I mean, we both listened to a lot of music. We talk about music a lot too, just on personal. Yeah, that's tough to do though, and not. Know. Not play it, and also not leave out, or or it's easy to then get somewhat ignorant in like music. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The whole Spotify list game is really interesting because you're just constantly throwing things on a playlist, yeah. listening to it, fi- finding new interests. We find, I mean, we we both listen to everything from rap to choral music to, I mean, just I don't know. Yeah. I I do. It's just we have yeah. such a wide range. Yeah, I think it's good, but gone are the days of my father's time where rock and roll was king and everything oh, else fell to the wayside. Going into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but seriously, you look at my dad's record album, he had a very diverse set of interests and influences, but they all still more or less fell within the realm of Is Maroon rock. 5 rock and roll? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know either. But I mean, we listen think to death grips could be. <laughs> we listen to rap, heavy metal. I listen to country, choral music, country, alternative country, uh, old school country, pop, pop soundtracks, electronic, um, electronic dub, I mean, everything, techno, cy- cyber techno, strings, orchestra. Yeah, absolutely. Punk, beginning into punk. Punk's good. Not so heavy metal, but like metal punk. Like no effects or. Uh... Um, so music would have been a great one. Um, for me, things that I think we missed out on. I don't know. What did? Uh, how how are we doing? Twenty six. We got. Twenty six. All so right. We got go to 40 or something so we got sure. five minutes left on this and then we're gonna do our third round yeah um and i don't know i think we could have i wish i could have brought on people who spoke languages or known more mm. about it i don't know because that's that's going to be a lifelong passion of mine and i'm still formulating in my mind the benefits of doing it and the how you like relate to other people in different languages and even mm-hmm. talking to like foreign language speak. So English as second language people and you're relating to them and something being around a lot of people who speak English as a second language, you kind of change the way in which you talk to them in the conversation. And it's just so, so fascinating. Thomas hasn't told you all yet, but he's going to do each episode. He's going to do a German translation. <laughs> So stay tuned for German translations. I don't think that would benefit anybody. <laughs> yeah, and then there's the whole personality shift where you speak another language and I, people argue that your personality doesn't change, but I would argue that the words you use are different because of the context of the language and therefore you come across differently. I would agree to that, being having like no knowledge of... I don't know, like, I and I'll change my stuff, like, people that I know that are, will say they take coffees instead of get coffees or mm. buy coffees. Mm. I'm taking a coffee right now. It's like, mm. I mean, ordering one or 
drinking yeah. one or getting one. And so I'll find myself saying, if someone's asking, what am I doing? Oh, I'm taking a coffee. Right. Just because I've re- it's, I think it's more than just a changing of your personality. I think it's, I think it's actually just a, the ability to kind of relate to who know your audience kind of deal. Mm. So why would you add the level of confusion? You've already established that's how they talk about it. So why not just kind of roll with their vocabulary and your like understanding is, is one-to-one. I don't know. Yeah. Food. Food. We talked about food more. I think movies also. Mm-hmm. Um, we never quite did a movie review. I did No TV Week, though. Shout out to No TV Week. Shout out. I have no desire to do that. <laughs> and this is where we part ways. <laughs> <laughs> Control, we did talk about. Yeah. I don't know. We didn't talk a lot about travel. But... Then again, that's a tough yeah. thing to like quantify into silos, you know, that you can talk about for 10 minutes. And, and, and I'm not really one for kind of just cataloging my experiences yeah, and generalizing like, oh, you know, this is the one place you need Amsterdam to go. Amsterdam for yeah. me was this. Right. That's why people are still mad, but I still have to get my photos together. Of, and my photos are not from those places are not necessarily like boom Amsterdam right but a picture from the bridge right I tried to take some of those along the way just for like so you got them but photography I talked about photography I don't know we, talked, we got to talk about garden hoses that was a great rail yeah really like that is there a rail I, I really we I felt like we, from the get-go, we made it so that their rail was, like, more carefree than the other ones, potentially. And I think that was a success. Is this is this just whole episode going to be, like, patting ourselves on the back, being, like, egotistical? <laughs> I don't think so. I think we, we recognize we have a lot we can improve on. I don't know if we could roll into third rail, though. We could. It's probably time. What's your, uh, what's your segue? Shouting out the segue. As we move in to this new stage in our life, we must realize that life is real and happens. Uh, As you so eloquently put in the title of Real 3. I like that. Um, I, I appreciate you sharing this video clip that <laughs> we're kind of referencing the third rail or kind of incorporating with it. And um, I think... It's a reminder that as we are in these transient times in our lives, and we talked a lot about being in two places, living in two places, that really, you never really know what's around the next corner, and there is an element of living in the moment, and there's also an element of experiencing that is all valuable. So, I don't know. I I don't know if you want to set up the video clip and set up what we're talking about but life is real and happens and you need to take a moment every once in a while just to kind of orient yourself and yeah this is uh this was maybe a quote from something i can't really remember though but basically goes like in the video and then anything else is kind of like trying to get at that point and meaning that just like life 
as what we, whatever we term life to be, has a reality that nothing else can match. And it happens regardless of if you are a player, which you always are, but whether you are playing or not. Because everything is constantly happening and it doesn't matter. It's it's not solely based on you. And this is a shout out to last week's third rail, you know, it's like you are not the center Google pinned spot on the in the world, you know, like it's not about you. Six hundred thousand times out of one, you know, one out of however many times, it's like it's not about you. So Yeah. Um, just having an understanding of and realizing that like so much of everything is not about you and that there's so much else that's going on way more than what you're doing that's that is happening without your control nor are you invited nor are you like taking part yeah and so there's that outside control that um it's just something that you have to be aware of. And once you realize that like everything that you're not doing, or everything that you are doing is part of everything else, but at the same time, it's not. So I don't yeah. know. It, it gets into time and that's something that I get way too into and like is to try to understand time, which is a man-made thing. Right. Um, and it's a tough thing because it's, and it's not something that you can just explain in 10 minutes, but what that to me means is, is, is that, um, it's probably as close as what, you know, like water or something, you know, like some of these things that to me have like have a high value in terms of like either being intellectual or the physical aspects that draw you to them. But like um, this, so we'll just go with the clip. The clip is Ellis from um, No Country for Old Men, a character from No Country for Old Men, which is the Coen Brothers movie. If you haven't seen it, you should see it and cool it. And it's a short YouTube clip. We're going to link it up. We've been sharing our links, too, because apparently SoundCloud comment descriptions are hard to access on mobile devices. Yeah. Shout out to SoundCloud. And the clip basically talks about some of these similar things about um, being a human in modern times. And I don't know, do you want to talk about what you kind of got from it? Or It's okay. great acting. It was great acting. There was a, you know, the the scene is a rural kind of ramshackled farmhouse that hasn't really received the, the level of care that one would expect in a more urban area, you know, to yeah. prevent decay. Or It's like the only thing within 100 miles of itself. <laughs> yeah, and it, things are falling apart. There's dishes in the sink. There's just kind of this layer of dust on top of things, and it's, it's kind of symbolic of time having passed and events having happened. And they're two men just reflecting on life, various, you know, various events of life. And it's, uh, it's, I don't know, it's me, it's, it's quite beautiful in its casualness. 
and just how two men are being very frank about what has happened and, you know, reflecting on things that they both experienced. There's a great line in there I love where Tommy Lee Jones' character, the sheriff, goes over to, to the percolator on the stove and says, you want a cup? He's like, yeah, we get a cup. And how fresh is this coffee as he pours a sludge into a cup? And he says, oh, I make a fresh pot every week, whether there's any left over or not. <laughs> and I don't know, I really like that. Yeah, it's it's nostalgic in a sense of like this openness that the Midwest has and like this matter-of-factness that the Midwest has in that things are the way that they are and that's about it. There's like this very... And that's what the Coen brothers have done with... I mean, they are from the Midwest or Wisconsin, I believe, one of those, Minnesota, and they've done that with other populations though in their movies and they're just successful in that they capture and then they contemplate like what it what it means to be human in different situations um and that's why when you see a movie like i have to say it on here very most recent movies such as the new so-called star wars movie (laughs) by jj abrams you think that like cinema is all but gone, but there's still people making. <laughs> I had to say it. I said it. Yes. And that this, and then it gets into this whole like weird thing of like this clip I saw, I, and I bookmarked this YouTube clip like five years ago, and this movie came out probably eight, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. That there's this whole world now of like somebody who uploaded this clip from this movie, and then I viewed it multiple times at different points in my life, saved it away. There's just this this fragmentation of the world that of the same life that we're <laughs> that we have four minutes left that I I just sit back at night so many times and after going through a day of like information and whatever have you that like it's just like, geez, you know, like so many different ways and like potentially it's just that life's always been this way. It's just that we have more access to it now or something. Yeah. Like we potentially know what's going on in a machine shop in Pensacola, Florida, on the daily. Shout out to A-Bomb. It's a YouTube person. Just because, like, because I watch it and he uploads, you know. But, like, a short 10 years ago, you would have, you would never be exposed to that. Ever. So how do you, how do you, how do you know that it's not good or bad? Or what it means? I, I don't know. I mean, this whole level of awareness, I think awareness is a big thing that people are promoting. Be aware of the struggles of others, be aware of like what's possible, but, you know, does it really affect how you live your life? You know? I would absolutely agree with that. I think that the more setting yourself aside and put, getting, you know, 
stepping into other people's shoes is brings awareness. Sure. Well, absolutely. Um, it could bring indecisiveness, which is maybe a good thing at times, but also not a good thing at other times. But at least it allows you to understand what the meaning of life is for some people and and maybe get a little taste of like what they value and we talked about value on here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that the No Country for Old Men is also about evil and good and evil. Also authority, money. So there's a lot of these a lot of these different themes that kind of runs in our modern life that I think make it a much more of a successful movie and just we'll say it's a scary movie <laughs> for not being a horror movie <laughs> that haircut yeah. I don't know same time it's like you know you leave and you get in your car and then you know it could be the end <laughs> so but most of us choose and I mostly choose not to but you know you can't you can't think about that kind of stuff right. so but it's real and it happens Heaven forbid, we, you know, cancer happens too. That's another one. So, a very depressing rail here, but no, it needs to happen. No, I think it's like, it, I don't know if we said it on here, but like, you know, being aware of death and what that means, and sure, you know, and then coming to grips with that and understanding that, and. There's artists and creators that have fully developed and investigated that topic. So. In the way Vincent Voga. Oh, yeah. Reading your notes here. Dies in Pulp Fiction. Just out of nowhere. Yeah, when was the first time you watched Pulp Fiction? It's probably 15. Yeah, it took me a long while longer, long while longer. <laughs> me, I don't think I actually saw it. Like second hand I think the first time I watched it was a year ago hmm. pretty crazy yeah um, and I'd seen Reservoir Dogs and his other movies but great movie definitely like a little prescription you know prescribed Hollywood mm -hmm. fame kind of movie I mean he's a con complicated person Mr. Tarantino but but yeah it just hits you a lot of that movie just hits you like crazy. Um, I think if that's the first movie you'd seen that he'd made, that he's made, that would be a pretty good introduction. Sure. I think Reservoir Dogs is Kill much Bill. Bloodier. Honestly, Kill Bill I think is pretty great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that he. I don't know if I'd say that he has... I mean, he definitely has a style, but like... I don't know. Well, now thinking about Pulp Fiction, you got the whole wallet thing and the... Mm -hmm. Hold the gun up. Keep your gun on him. <laughs> Sit tight now. Mm -hmm. Layers to that movie. Crap, this is the only... One of like the only movies that we like talk about on this thing and it's fucking Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like we just walked into the movie industry, like, trying to get in. <laughs> Blade Runner, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about Blade Runner, and then um, 
We'll talk about To Kill a Mockingbird and what's the one? Casablanca. No. It's our face. We just, you're out. It's been a long day. Um, back to back. Yeah. So, gosh, until next time when we come up with something. Could be third round, could be something else. Yeah. It's been fun. Threw it together. Put it out every week. Gave you that nasty orange. (laughs) That is my bedroom. (laughs) That Thomas wakes up every day with. (laughs) Or or tries to go to sleep with. I don't know how I could do that. Yeah, did not choose it. I think Third Rail has been shaped in part because of the orange. By the orange. Probably. It's very mod. Mm -hmm. So Very portal. You know, we tried to get away go into the other room but I feel like this is our studio right so little will the people know who live here next what happened here yes maybe they'll know we could geotag it they'll piece it together third rail sound studio we could bury like a tape recording versions of our (laughs) in a box in the backyard well should I uh, send us out sure it's been a pleasure Let's finish that Life is Real and Happens, and that's the spontaneity and the beauty that can come from that as well. Sure. The rejuvenation, a lot of positive things that can also come from that statement, I think is something that we did. I chose not to discuss because I'm a negative person, but um, the equally, you know, you have your yin-yang, you have your dark and light. It's a binary, and that's what makes everything great, so... Cool. You gonna run us out? I'm running yet. Run us out. Man, last time. Running out. Thanks for listening to our final episode of Third Rail. Follow us on Twitter at Third Rail Sounds, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Third Rail Sounds, Instagram at Third Rail Sounds, slash, slash, <laughs> and on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com slash Third Rail Sounds. Until next time. Slash Third Rail.